Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. So, Becca, you know my long history of, like, curtain mishaps? I always seem to have be something wrong with, like, uh, my curtains. Yeah, is that why there's, like, a little loop-de-doop in one of them right now? <laughs> there's a little loop-de-doop because... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because... So, people who have listened, I've had really weird issues with moving into a new place and my curtains never staying up like my place before i moved in here had the same issue and i had to finally start like putting nails in like the window frame so the curtain rods can just like lay on them because the 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 ends of the curtain rods just keep giving out you know yeah and so finally i just was like in my last place i lived i said i'm just going to nail in like nails in the windows like in the window frame so they can just rest on them you know and so ever since i did that it worked great this apartment i haven't done that because one it took me long to finally get everything up in my room and two it was fine and then all and then it fell again and i put the i put the um cardboard boxes back up and then i finally got it up uh the curtains and the curtain rod up again and it's been fine since well <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I was changing. Changing, mind you. <laughs> and your curtains decided to give everyone a little peek? <laughs> a whole show. <laughs> like, and my window faces another set no. of windows. And I'm like, like, changing. And all of a sudden, the curtain gets out and I hear, poof. And I look and I can see people's windows. And I'm not in a present way I like to present to people. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. and I just kind of duck. And I like scurry to find something to put on. Because now I got to work on getting these windows fixed. Ugh. But now I fixed it and I found something to kind of, the curtain rod is no more. There were old um, nails, I guess, that were in this building a long time ago um, that someone nailed. Because I'm assuming they had the same issue. So luckily I just kind of, hang them on the nails and they're kind of wonky looking they're not as nice as they have been but i didn't want that to happen again one it scared me and two people got a whole show last night <laughs> but <laughs> dinner and a show it's only like around seven o'clock or something <laughs> what more can you ask Could for you? on the streets of new york i'm literally <laughs> from friends ugly naked guy across the across the way <laughs> you're just like, fulfilling is- your true purpose yeah, but I want to be the six friends. I want to be one of the six. Speaking of what we want to be, <laughs> I want to be showing you and telling you some Disney World One stories. Don't start a sentence like that with, I want to be showing you after the story you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Anyway, let's get into uh, it. Let's get into it. All right. First story, a little clarification from Mr. Zac Efron. <gasps> Troy Uh-oh. Bolton himself. Zach Efron finally sets the record straight on his face transformation. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sat. I'm sat. <laughs> One year after sparking plastic surgery rumors, <laughs> the actor told Men's Health in his October 2022 cover story that he shattered his jaw while running in his house with, sh- with socks on. <laughs> no. Um, Why would you admit that? Efron said he slipped, hit the corner of a fountain, passed out, and woke up to his chin bone hanging off his face. <gasps> Stop. And amid, the high, amid the high school musical starts recovery, his facial muscles got really, really big to compensate for the injury. So he worked with a physical therapist to counteract their growth. When Efron took a break in Australia, the masseter muscle just grew. The former Disney Channel star who previously broke his jaw in 2013 explained so back when he broke his jaw in 2013 he had some like help physical therapy and i guess the it just started like growing back again so that's why it looked a little crazy for a while not crazy but definitely people were like what the internet was up in arms as i recall well so we're we all were because we're like yeah huh but no plastic surgery it was just when you have an injury, sometimes it grows back slowly and um, a little weird. Like you, you hear that all the time. Like, oh, I broke my finger and now it like grew back weird and yeah. Like I remember when I broke my leg, they're like, you know, he could always have a limp. Well, maybe if he eats enough Kodiak pancakes, it'll fix the problem. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could hear this, so Becca, you may have to edit this out. But there are a lot of people honking outside my window, and they're honking because they're so. Um, they're so grateful that um, now they know the reason of Zac Efron's changing looks. <laughs> they're honking. They're like, yes, finally, we got it. This is, I want to do this story next because okay. I want to hear your take. Adam Hicks, star of Lemonade Mouth, has returned onto the scene, the TikTok scene. As you yes. know, he was been in jail during yes. his time because he, was, he robbed some people. He did. And his and so, TikToks are giving off a very frightening aura to me. I so don't know he's, if that's nice to say, but I don't He's care been for making them. FYP moves and kind of explaining one, I think he's been away for a long time. So he he said he didn't even know what TikTok was. But you watched some of them, right? Yeah, because they were coming up on my on my FYP. So there was one where he like to... talks about how he wrote the rap for Determinate, and there was one oh, where yeah, he was I just like, that. "Hey guys, it's Adam Hicks. Like, happy to be back." Like, none of the content is weird, but it's just his vibes are so threatening. Yeah, it's very. I, I was all of a sudden he came out. I was like, "Is that not Lemonade it Mouth?" It's the it's it's uh, what's his name when in the movie? It's when and I got in. <laughs> Yep. Music on the medicine, Renegade Lemonade, Music on the Medicine. Stop. I don't know any of the words to that other than it's when. Oh, he also said that there were supposed to be Lemonade Mouth 2. Well, um, if you go to jail, that kind of puts a damper in those kinds of plans, buddy. But this was like right after Lemonade Mouth 1 <laughs> came out. Okay. And they like went on a talk show and they announced that they're going to do a second one and everything. Oh. <gasps> Wow. And then, like, Disney announced it, and then they just never... I mean, like, if you think about it, how do you make a sequel when... Wasn't it the end of the first movie they start playing, like, Madison Square Garden? Yes! (laughs) So you can't really, like, international tour? They just do a movie where Lemonade Mouth is in their Harry Styles era, and they have a Madison Square Garden residency. A residency? 
<laughs> Don't worry, darling. Oh. oh. Don't oh. worry, Lemonade Mouth. Don't worry, Lemonade Mouth. Um, our next story is kind of interesting. Okay. This is Disney 401 News Adjacent. But sure. It's, happens. If, uh, you'll, uh, you'll know why I report on this, because... This came up on your Disney Channel screens back in the day. May not have been an original, but it definitely played. So, surprise, a Life with Derek sequel movie is happening. Oh, this is absolutely Disney 411, and I oh, am yeah. disgusted by this news. <laughs> um, star Ashley Leggett shocked fans on Wednesday, August 31st, by Ooh. sharing several photos with her co-stars, Michael Cedar and Kit Wyman, revealing they are back for a new spinoff called Life with Luca. Um, captioned, we're back. And would you like to hear the synopsis of this new entry in the Life with Derek saga? I guess. The upcoming movie picks up 15 years later and follows Derek and Casey as they each navigate parenthood and raise distinctively different teenagers. Derek is a successful musician in Paris and is a single dad of a 14-year-old girl named Skylar who is smart, funny, and studious and who has recently been testing the boundaries set by her father. Casey is a lawyer and a married mother of three in Toronto and is quite comfortable setting limits, though her eldest 14-year-old Luca, lover of pranks, gaming, and skateboarding, is constantly crossing them. Who asked? Who asked for this? you i did not yeah you did no i (laughs) the only reason i've been begging to talk about life with Derek is because of the incest overtones that have become oh yeah more obvious over the years when i was a kid i remember like every time this show came on i would change the channel because i felt like i could never escape life with Derek. it was always i hate and i I hated i was like this i was like i was like no this ain't i was like this ain't it this, this, is this, is like not a Dis- this is not a Disney Channel original. No. I'm not watching. It's a Canada show. It's a Canada show. That and Naturally Sadie. Well, I rooted for one? Naturally Sadie. Why? Because it only lasted for like a season and it wasn't on my damn TV all the time. Naturally Sadie got wand IDs. I remember that. Yeah. I just remember Life- like it felt like every time I'd turn on the Disney Channel, I'd watch like maybe a show and then I'd be like, what's next? And then suddenly it's Life with Derek and I'm annoyed and I'm switching to Cartoon Network. Why do they love Life of Derek so much? I don't know. Uh, another like stop trying to make Life of Derek happen. But you know, we'll eventually down the line, we'll have to watch the first episode. Right? I think it's our duty to watch it. I guess. I guess. Um, a little like tease maybe for Disney 4 and 1 next week. Um, be on the lookout. Because this weekend is D23, which is basically a big convention all weekend long of Disney stuff. Um, it's kind of like Comic-Con for exclusively Disney. So where, where they announce major projects and they announce new things parks-wise and TV-wise. Um, if you cast your... The last time they had, and they do it like every couple years, um, the last time they had it was August of 2019. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, some of the announcements we got were that's when they announced the new High School Musical TV show. That was also the, like, 
first year that Disney Disney Plus was coming out that year. So it was big yeah. Disney Plus. We had um, the announcement of the Liz McGuire reboot. <laughs> um, that obviously did not pan out. Uh-huh. Um, but we may be getting some announcements that we'll be reporting next week. We might. You, ne- I you never know. I think they ought to address the um, the Splash Mountain retheme. Oh, they definitely will. And when the timeline for that actually is. Because I know we have a name for it now. Well, this is like... Because they have like one day is all TV show, TV stuff. Yeah. The next day is all like... another one is like for the parks and stuff. And the like, next day is all like movies. Um, so I'm assuming... I will get like... I just want something like... Something they kept up under, under wraps. And then they I, I ooh, I would be itching for something high school musical after all these teasers we've been getting ooh, lately, but like last D twenty three, they kept the Liz McGuire thing under wraps literally until they announced it and Hillary Duff walked on stage. Yeah. And then they bit us in the ass. <laughs> so we can trust D twenty three all we want, but just know in the back of your minds they will roll it out with confetti, but they will take it out from under us in the in, in a minute. So be on the lookout. That's just a little tease. So you may hear a little updates from us. If there's anything like really newsworthy. I'm sure there are, but TV wise and movies. Um, but that's all my four on one I have for you. All right. Well, um, we are back on the docket with September of Song. Song. All through the month of September, we are talking about different appearances of the classic, the iconic Miss Brenda song on the Disney Channel. Last week, we started with her very first appearance on a Disney Channel scripted show, which was on That's a Raven. She had a very minor one-scene role, and we're stepping up to recurring character yes. this week with an episode of Phil of the Future. Yes, we are talking about the Phil of the Future episode, Corner Pocket. Um, it aired on April 8th, 2005. And just like any classic Disney actor... Disney loves to like, you know, I think they love to test the waters to see what clicks with the audience. And they could tell that Brenda song was clicking with the audience. Um, And yeah, and they, this is like a weird because I have a theory about, so backstory, Brenda song plays Keely Teslo played by Alan Mashaka's best friend in the show throughout the entire first season. Um, her name's Tia. And I have a theory that Brenda Song was going to be a series regular on Phil the Future. Um, because literally the next year, that's when Sweet Life premiered. And the reason I think she was going to be a series regular was her ver- Brenda Song's very first wand ID. She introduces herself as, hi, I'm Brenda Song from Phil of the Future. What other, what other like recurring best friend who's not a main, who's not a like in the theme song gets that. So I have a feeling, I have a feeling if Phil, if Sweet Life didn't happen, they would have added um, Brenda to the, the, the main cast. Um, And she still remains friends with the cast of Phil the Future. Ali Mashaka just did a, they did a Zoom reunion with the cast to fill the future, and Brenda was on the Zoom. It was her. How many episodes was she on? Eleven. She was. Yeah, she was in a good chunk. Yeah, She's, I mean, it only had two seasons, so yeah, that's she, like a decent 
percentage. And, of and season show. two is the first. Se- it came out the first season of The Sweet Life. So she was already booked and busy. Yeah. So Brenda Song, it's like because if you notice, there's a lot of people on Disney Channel who are like you see bit parts here and then they, and then they become the best friend here and then they have their own show like Jason Dolly, like that's a good yeah. example. Bridget Mendler. Um, who else? There's a lot. If you think, if you go back, Selena Gomez. Selena was Gomez. Out everywhere before then. She she did Sweet Life. Yeah. Wait, Becca, you are correct. She did a one off on Sweet Life. Then she became a recurring character on Hannah Montana, and then she got her own show. Should we, um, before we get into the discourse, should we read a couple more Brenda Song yes, yes. submissions? Hit us with some things that the fans love about Brenda yes. Song. And don't forget to send us some more over the course of the month. Your time is valid until we close out September. <laughs> so from Disney Oz fan, we have, she came back to voice act in Amphibia and even did a new wand ID. Yes, that is true. Which we mentioned. That was very cool. Raven Baxter 2 said when she played Tia in Phil <gasps> of the Future. Oh my gosh, Raven Baxter 2, this is for you. Which is very pertinent. And underscore Mulam said she was the real boss of the lobby. Truly. <laughs> They didn't call her London Tipton for nothing. It wasn't the Mosby Hotel as much as he wanted it. Um, But yes, this is like a perfect trajectory of going through um, Brenda Song's Disney Channel career. And it truly is a mark of what is to come as she becomes the Brenda Song on Disney Channel. Because, yeah, this is... It's just kind of like... Disney trying to, I think Disney sometimes puts people through like a checklist. All right, we'll start you off with a one-off. We're going to give you a couple episodes on this show to test how like you can do a character, you know? And I think what the thing about Brenda's song in this character is I would say Tia and London ha- are very similar um, but I think they really are. But Tia isn't played as like a, an airhead. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's not. But the one thing I noticed—I mean, we can obviously talk about it when we get more into it—but that Brenda Song's characters are always dressed are to so, the nines. They're girly. They're girly. They're girly. They're girly. Um, but yeah, I think Tia as London and Tia are very similar. But Tia isn't played as an airhead, and she, I feel like she has more of like Sark is sarcastic than London is. She's also like more ready to be there for her friends without question than London. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so I guess now that we kind of talked about Tia, let's actually talk about the episode that Tia is in called corner pocket corner pocket. So this episode opens with the cheerleading tryouts are happening. There's always a good, I love a good cheerleading tryout episode. Yes. And Keely is currently trying out. And creepy little Phil opens the door and peeks <laughs> in <laughs> so he can watch. Creepy little Phil of the future. And I, one thing I always forget about Phil of the future, because I didn't watch it very much growing up, and it's like it's been a long time since we watched a Phil of the future episode for the show. Yeah. Is how much they use the, like, ha-boing, yeah. like the sound effects. It's very similar to the Liz McGuire show. It is. So, They're made by the same people, I think. Yeah. So Keely is doing like cartwheels, and but you Phil's don't. Like, but, you, oh. but you don't see them. Yeah, you don't see her. You just see Phil watching, and he's like, "Oh, a cartwheel! Another cartwheel! Uh, that's too many cartwheels!" And then you hear the like, whoop, like the banana peel slip, and then the like, woo, 
Yeah, which makes me think I'm like, so Keely's good. She just doesn't have any like. She just didn't. She's di- good. She just messed up, and yeah. we find out that she cartwheeled like into a vending machine. I guess. Right. They let the people know immediately if they didn't make the team, so they didn't waste any time, which is like fair, you know. Um, but the thing is, like, Keely's very disappointed. And feels like, why are you so disappointed? I didn't even know you wanted to be a cheerleader. Um, and basically, she wants to be a cheerleader because she comes from a long family of cheerleaders. You know, as 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 one does. Um, and right. then we get introduced to, and this is right after, like, they find out that Keely's not going to be a cheerleader. And she's kind of disappointed. And then we find, uh, we meet Keely's mom. Played by... The woman who voices Lisa Simpson. Yeah, which was Hunter texted me when I was at my doctor's appointment before watching this episode and was like, "I like you're gonna recognize Keely's mom." No, I didn't. I didn't didn't say you're gonna recognize her. I said, "Do you recognize?" Do you? Well, yeah, you were hoping I would. I think. No, I was hoping you wouldn't. And then so I could Oh, reveal. so that you could drop it on me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's played by Yardley Smith, who is best known to play Lisa Simpson since the yes. beginning since the beginning of time. <laughs> it might as well be. Um, I mean, yeah. I didn't recognize her face. So at first I was like, am I supposed to recognize her face? But then as soon as she spoke, I was like, oh, okay. But do you think that was a big get for them? Maybe? I mean, it's Disney Channel. I don't think they're banking on a whole lot of 10-year-olds knowing who Lisa Simpson is. Yeah, but they, some, like, like, I it, I know it wasn't, like, when Hannah Montana got Dolly Parton, where walks in and, like, you're supposed to know it's Dolly Parton. Well, every, everybody knows who Dolly Parton is. Yes, but I don't think <laughs> six-year-olds did at the time. I did. Okay, fan. My, my private Christian elementary school when they were teaching us improper fractions they taught us that improper fractions are like Dolly Parton because they're bigger on the top than they are on the bottom not that yep <laughs> the joys of Christian education um also Evan Peters is in this episode. Evan Peters is back because he played um Phil's friend he's back He's back. He's back with vengeance. So Kiwi's mom immediately just plunks like a pre-made congratulations wreath on oh, top yeah. of Oh, yeah. It's so big. Phil to be sure is outrageous. It, like, just get her an edible arrangement. Ooh. I love a good edible arrangement. You love a good pineapple that looks like a flower. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> I do love that. Um, but then we also get a little... So that's kind of like the main plot. It sets up the main plot. Yeah. Of now they're like, oh no. Oh, Keely says she made the team. We we forgot a big point about that. Is Keely yeah. says she made the team. Which is why she's so excited. She doesn't want this to disappoint her mom. Very classic Disney Channel. It's not your dream. Doesn't it's mine. want to disap- and we literally get that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then our little like B story is Pim and um her friend or foe. And she tries to, who's, like, perfect at everything. And, you know, Pim, like, that's always her, like, and I remember in season one, that was always her MO, is to yeah torture, not torture, but, like, Debbie Berwick, played by Kate Panabaker. (gasps) Wait, stuck in the suburbs connection. Ah, Kate Panabaker. Kate Panabaker's sister is Danielle Panabaker, who played Brenda Song's friend, Stuck in the Suburbs. Which, if you're here and you're wondering why we're not covering stuff in the right. suburbs for a month of song, 
Stuck in the Suburbs is my favorite standalone Dean com, so that's going to need more than an up, and it needs more time than some temper of song has right. to give. Right. But I, once this B storyline started, I had a vivid memory of like, oh, I've seen this episode before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so this whole episode is like, Pam is trying to figure out why Debbie is happy all the time. Well, she's trying to figure out like, if there's one crack. Like, if she can figure yeah. out one thing that Debbie doesn't like. And Pim's fits all throughout this episode. I mean, Pim is always a fit queen. Right. But in this episode in particular, these every single thing Pim wears, I would wear right now today out of my house. Oh, really? Even, like, yeah. that monkey shirt? Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the whole thing was, like, you have to hate something. Like, no yeah. one loves everything. So my question to you is, what is, like, something, like, minor that you hate? I cannot stand slow walkers. Yeah, that's a classic I, it one. It kills me, especially in, like, theme parks or, like, places where I need to, like, get where I'm going. Right. Like, when I'm on vacation, I don't slow down. I'm like, I gotta go fast. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Gotta go fast. I hate watching people eat. Then don't look. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. <laughs> people who, are like, are chomping. Yeah. I'm like, like gross eaters. Yeah. yeah, I hate, gro- and I also hate the, the um, the sound of cardboard rubbing together. Ooh. Oh, really? I hate it. That's funny. It gives me shivers down my spine. Um. So the the first part of the conflict happens when Debbie and Pim both try to be the person that passes out worksheets in class that day. And they both get a stack of worksheets and they're like going fast and it's edited really like sped up. Mm -hmm. And then the teacher's like, slow down. So they slow it down. And then they like kind of slowly look like they're going to bump into each other, but they miss. And then it just cuts to a shot of both of them on the floor. So the fight choreographer called in sick to work on the day of the shoot. (laughs) He's like, hey, y'all just fall, okay? I gotta go. I gotta go. I always also forget how much Phil the Future utilizes like really fast motion cuts. It's strange phil it is very lizzie mcguire though phil is a farce (laughs) phil is a farce it is it's like it's like a classic yeah i remember one time we watched a lizzie mcguire episode and they just like did so many jump cuts and you were like what there's so many weird cutaways in in lizzie mcguire i don't (laughs) think they do the weird cutaways in the future but they definitely do the like beep beep honks and the that it's weird because you know the lizzie mcguire movie a lot more than the show yeah. And, and the tones of both are very different. Well, I've noticed that in the bit that we've been watching Lizzie over yeah. the course of this show. The handful of episodes we've seen. You're like, but I also just what? love how, like, I guess in the early 2000s Disney Channel, if you didn't have a live studio audience, you had to make up for it with your beep beep hogs. Oh, yeah. You had to. And, like, the and like if they did a look, you'd just hear... <laughs> I love it. I think it, like, is, is funny. Um, so we kind of get that. And then like, so Phil is so confused about why Keely lied to her mom about joining the cheer squad. Wait. And I think this is such a weird we scene. We have to talk about this iconic line that Debbie said. What did she say? When Pim is trying to like, she's like, you have to hate something. And then she's like, Debbie Berwick is a fraud. And then Debbie just appears because Debbie always appears oh, when yeah. Pim is talking trash. And Debbie <laughs> says, I'm not a fraud. I'm a Capricorn. That's your <laughs> sign. <laughs> She's a queen for that. <laughs> She's a fraud rising. Ah, uh, the thirteenth zodiac sign, fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like me, if someone's talking trash, hello, 
someone talking about me? Good I'm or bad? A fraud, I'm, excited. I'm a fraud sun, lust moon, nail biter rising. That's I don't know. so funny. Cardinal sin. I didn't catch that line. Oh, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. They gotta laugh. Phil is confused about why Keely lied to her mom yeah. about joining the cheer squad. And so Phil's mom, Barb, is her name, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Barb. She, <laughs> she's in a colonial <laughs> costume. She's churning butter in the backyard. She's like in Bridesmaids when there's a colonial woman churning butter <laughs> on the she wing. She existed. It was That was her. Mom. That was her. And so the mom is so weird on this show. She's, like, reminiscing about when they used to be able to time travel by standing in the backyard with, like, 35 pitchers of milk, which, where did all those pitchers come from? I don't know. Normal household cutlery is, like, one pitcher. Right. She went to the store. <laughs> um, Just but, get a bucket. So that's what Save she's... Save trouble. So that's what she's doing. So she's been churning butter all day. And Phil, for some reason, is just so perplexed. So perplexed about why Keely lied. Yeah. Like, Phil, put two and two together. You obviously know why. You saw Keely's mom with a big old bouquet that said congratulations. And you're like... That bouquet could have gone around the neck of a racehorse. Right. And Phil's like, <laughs> huh, why is Keely lying? I think her mom would take it well if she wasn't a cheerleader. But then Barb says the story about like, oh, well, sometimes you like want to impress your mom. Like if... But sometimes you just got to like tell the truth and we get a bizarre flashback where it's supposed to be old future like you know like if it was like if phil the future they weren't time travelers that flashback would be from the 80s it looks like a weird 80s music video with like the angle and the hair and the colors yeah so i it's supposed to be like this is like old timey future which i always thought was funny they're like they try to make it, like, register for children that, like, oh, this is supposed to be them as young. So they have, yeah. like, weird-looking clothes. But then, <laughs> but, is, like, yeah. It's also the dad's, like, only moment that he it's gets only in moment. this episode. It's all, and it's all POV. <laughs> like, we, I, like, I am now the mother disapproving like, of... fisheye POV. I am now the mother disapproving of the young Barb dating yeah. Lloyd. And he walks right up to the camera and is like, yeah, I really love your daughter. By the way, do you have any food? Right. And you're like... Damn. With his mullet. With his mullet. Why do they always, every time a dad is young on Disney Channel in a flashback, they have to have, like, weird long hair? Did your dad have a mullet? No. Mine did. It drags. <laughs> okay, Ken. But that's not surprising. No, it's um, not. <laughs> so then, like, Phil goes, okay, yeah, so we should tell the truth. And I thought this story was going to take a turn, that Phil was going to insert himself. I mean, he already is. But he was going to, like, tell Keely's mom without Keely knowing. Oh my god. I almost was going to be like, is he going to do this? Is this where their story's turning? They go visit Keely's mom at her work where she's a realtor. And they have a com- they try to have a conversation with her where Keely like starts to try and talk and the mom is like, "Oh, I know exactly where this is going. You're worried about having to come up with cheers." <laughs> And this is also another moment because the mom stands up and she just has pom-poms ready to go. Oh, yeah. Where she's like, rebound that basketball, rebound. (laughs) And then she says, and this has been, I have not been able to figure out where it's from, but it's been ingrained in my brain for years. When she goes, alley-oop that basketball, (laughs) alley-oop. Like like... (laughs) something, I was like the woman doing math. 
yeah. when that scene came up, my brain was like, that's what that's Like, called. some for some reason, I hear Lisa Simpson saying alley-oop. Every time someone says alley-oop, that is what I think of. And that's what I have thought of my entire life when people say alley-oop. Because that's that's where I heard that phrase for the yeah. first time. Um, Ali Mishaka is wearing this, like, tie-dye-y, like, pink jacket. It has, like, a pink bow in her hair. Yeah. Like, a full-on, like, Jojo Siwa found <laughs> shook. <laughs> like, Jojo Siwa wishes. Um, and that's, like, one of those moments where, like, when you're younger, you think all those people look so much older. Mm-hmm. And now rewatching them, like, oh, Ali Mishaka was, like, 14. And she yeah. looks 14. <laughs> In this. Um, and then, so during this conversation, the mom, Lisa Simpson, and um, like Phil and Keely are trying to get up the courage. Phil's like trying to prompt Keely to tell the truth about that she didn't make it to the cheerleading team. But then it takes a turn that you find out that the mom, Keely's mom, like, that's all she wanted is her daughter to yeah. be on the cheerleading team. She literally says, she's like, when I retire and I sell the house, like, you're growing up and you move out of the house, cheerleading will be all I have. And it's like, are you serious? How is cheerleading going to be all you have if you're old? Right. You can't do it anymore. People can still cheer for you. I mean, generally, you can't do cheerleading anymore once you're, like, 30. Right. <laughs> is cheerleading, like, that big of a deal? I mean, and I know some, it's a big deal, people, but... I'm sure it is. Like, families... Like, yeah, I think it's the same as like, you know, like when you go with the, there's always the people that graduate from their high school theater and then they go back to the high school theater and they're like, I made magic in this place once. Yeah. But I feel like if I were our kids, I wouldn't be like, you're not doing theater. You didn't make the play. Well, what? because you're a sane person. But I know like a lot of those, a lot of people are like, well, my dad was on the football team or my mom was on the track team. I, and yeah. she, it was really important to her. Well, there's definitely more of that pressure with, like, sports, I think, than with arts. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. <laughs> we dodged the bullet. We dodged the bullet there, my friend. <laughs> and um, now here I am, 26 years old, doing regional improv comedy. And recapping shows we watched <laughs> when we were 10. <laughs> and having a Disney Channel podcast. Dang, maybe we should have been pressured <laughs> to do sports. Um, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Anyway. So, so the then, new solution yeah. is to just pretend to be cheerleaders. Which is event. what you which is what you have to do. Yeah, because in these then situations. Phil does insert himself before they leave the office and is the like, ma- We're ma- there's gonna be an event next Thursday and you're gonna have the proudest moment of your life. Yeah. And Kaylee's like, huh? So Phil decides that he and Keely and Tia. Oh yeah, well, we get, we get the grand entrance of Tia, played by Brenda and Song. The growth when she walked on the screen, just the growth like between this the episode of Raven and this episode. Yeah, is shocking. Well, now now she has more to chew on. Well, she's not she just, just in, looks older. Oh yeah, and That's mostly she, what I meant. But. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so Phil it cuts to Phil and Keely in I guess a park for some reason. Yeah. And they have, like, the classic cheerleading uniforms on. And Phil's like, so we are going to pretend to cheer. And we're going to tell your mom that there's so many cheerleaders and there's so many things after school that they they divide up the teams and they go cheer for um, other things that the school provides. Yeah. And so they decide that um, the thing they're cheering for 
is what are they cheering for? Pool. Pool. <laughs> they're cheering for pool. And Katie's like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, we need one more person for our team. And that's where Brenda's song comes in. And Brenda's like, hey, guys. She runs up. And then she asks. The way they got her there was they told her that they got cast in a Santana video. And I'm thinking, what? Santana? That's such like a weird reference. (laughs) It was the 2000s. Yeah, but why not just do, like, a Britney Spears music? Like, why not just do, like, a more, like, popular thing for the kids? I, I don't, don't know. I mean, she is dressed for it. She's got, like, gold beads in her hair, and she's in, like, a mostly gold outfit. And at first she was like, they're like, hey, we need your help. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever you need. Then she looks at the cheerleading uniform, and she goes, as long as I don't have to wear that. <laughs> and <laughs> Which then, they immediately tell her that she has to wear that. And then she changes she's, her mind. She's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, she goes, well, you know, I got to accessorize, which is always Ms. good. Miss Brenda could never be anything less than a fashion queen. Right. Um, so then we go back to our B story. And Debbie is with someone named Reba. Reba, this not, old woman. That not McIntyre. Not McIntyre. Surely Imagine. Not. We get Lisa Simpson and Reba McIntyre in this episode. <laughs> I would have wet the bed <laughs> if Reba McIntyre just showed up on an episode of Phil in the future and I unannounced. wasn't expecting it unannounced but Reba offers um, I keep forgetting her freaking name Debbie Debbie Reba offers Debbie a scone and Debbie's like oh of course and then takes it and immediately something shifts and she's like oh I like scones just not this kind and while this is all happening Pim is watching them the entire time <laughs> Wearing, she's wearing like a Snoopy shirt with like a black is, long sleeve and a plaid skirt. And this is the only time that a futuristic gadget is used in this episode. Yeah. This and, is one of the um, This is one of those okay. episodes where like, you know, every Disney Channel show has a shtick. Like mm-hmm. double life, visions from the future. future. There's always those one episodes where the shtick really isn't used, but they yeah. have to still use it. And this is like one of them where you could take all the futuristic elements out of the show and it'd still be the same episode. So she scans the scone with whatever device it is that she's holding and finds out that it has raisins in it. So Debbie Berwick does not like raisins. Which is relatable. I feel like that's a really common thing people don't like raisins. I mean, I like oatmeal raisin cookies. I don't love them, but I like them. Yeah, but would you want... Like a like just like a box of raisins. I mean, no, but I like I used to eat them when I was younger. Yeah, raisins aren't my favorite, but also eat them. I like the California raisins, but know what you want. <laughs> and Debbie knows what she wants, and what she doesn't want is raisins. raisins. But now the but now Pim has um mo. She's like Pim finally she's I'm gonna jackpot. I'm gonna crack her. So then we see Tia, Keely, and Phil. At this pool match, wrapped up in trench coats, standing in the corner like creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to your pool match and you're like, why are they just standing there in trench coats? And they're like, Keely's mom is like a minute late. So they're thinking she's not coming. And then she bursts in and they shed the trench coats. And I'm just wondering, like, w- w- why did no one tell them to get out immediately? <laughs> they're like, we were not supposed to have cheerleaders. This is a quiet and meditative sport. Because they want the people there. They're trying to get anyone in the bleachers. 
I guess. And then, of course, Evan Peters is playing, playing in the pool match. <laughs> and he's like Chef Washimer, as I remember how he used to say it. Yes. But they also come up with, like, some pretty decent cheers on the They fly. come up with some good cheers. So one of them, and I just looked it up because I had to quote it. Um, they put Tia, Miss Brenda, who didn't even want to be in the cheerleader outfit in the first place, with a white cue ball on her head. Yeah. And she says, I'm cue ball. Don't knock me in. Keely says, I'm cue stick. I'm long and thin. And Phil says, I'm cuter. I aim to win. <laughs> Which I know, all, I know all the Revive Omen girls were screaming at that line. <laughs> Revive high. That was your moment. Um, yeah. They the Rahive. The Rahive. That was your moment to shine. Um, and they knocked poor Brenda down. They do. Brenda committed. She commits for her friends. She did. I mean, the choreo is there. Keely's mom is getting into it. Yeah, the thing is, like, so Keely's mom doesn't know the 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 team they're um, cheering for until she gets there. Yeah, but once she's there, she isn't like fishy or anything. She's like, "All right, yeah, yeah, let's go." Like she's going along with it, which is nice. She is at the end of the day a supportive queen. She is. She is. Because Keely, like, never says, like, oh, my mom. I mean, I know she thinks her mom is going to get mad at her. But the evidence isn't there. She just doesn't want to disappoint her. Yeah. And so throughout the whole episode, Keely, um, Phil, and Tia just appear out of nowhere and are disturbing the game. And everyone is so confused. And and there's, like, an announcer throughout the whole thing. They're like, oh, can you guys stop? I just loved how, like, looking at the background extras, like, there were a couple people in the crowd that seemed into the cheers, and a couple yeah. people that were, like, very not into the cheers. Right, I'm sure the direction was, like, be annoyed. But midway through the match, we cut to Pim's grand plan. Her grand plan. And she calls Debbie Berwick into the counselor's office, and she's sitting in the chair and turns around, and Miss Fashion Fit Queen has already made <laughs> box of raisin earrings. That would fly off the shelves on Etsy in right. today's economy. And like a I Heart Raisins like shirt That or was something. funny. I laughed at that. And she's she's like telling Debbie that she was just in the office to suggest that the guidance counselor plan a trip to, to a the raisin, raisin factory. factory. <laughs> and Debbie is like twitching. <laughs> like imagine someone going this much to like get under your I skin. Know. What if I, I was kind of hoping that the big reveal wasn't going to be that she didn't like them. It was just that she was like deathly allergic. Right. Like, Pim shakes the box of raisins, and Debbie's like, <gasps> That would be so, that would be such a funny twist. I know. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, but Debbie is, like, she finally cracks, and she's like, I hate raisins, I hate them! Which is, like, honorable. Yeah. And she runs out, and once we're back at the pool match is when Keely kind of has the realization that cheerleading is... Her mom's dream, not hers. So they're having this says, conversation out in the open, which is something that bugs me, not only about Disney Channel shows, but they do this a lot, but yeah. TV shows in general, people have these private conversations about maybe someone in the room five feet in front of them. <laughs> yeah, the mom is literally like close enough to hear them and somehow does not. But they have the conversation and Keely's like, you know, like she just comes to the realization that it's not her dream to be a cheerleader it's more for moms and she just doesn't want to disappoint her and the game stops one because she's like lost in her own head and she takes the the cue ball <laughs> and then like behind her evan peters is like 
trying when he's handing he's like, it up for the Ooh! camera. Because they and like he... are about to announce that this is like his game shot. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's kind of listening, and then Phil is like, "Why don't you tell her yourself?" I'm like, "Get out of my family business, Philip." Phil is being Doctor Phil in this episode. <laughs> Doctor Phil of the future. Doctor Phil of the future needs to pack it up. Like, get out of my family business. One, you're setting me up to fail. One, you're making me look embarrassed because you know I'm, like, lost in my own head and now talking out loud. Why don't you be like, stop, stop, stop. Why was he not like, Keely, put the cue ball back, please. You're embarrassing yourself. Or like, Keely, you know your mom's right behind you. And I'm assuming the mom heard everything because it was a quiet She literally, she has to audibly say the line, your dream, not mine. Because that's the Disney Uh, Channel nail on the head. And then when Keely walks up to her mom, her mom is, of course, just, like, totally fine with it. Right. So it literally was, like, very one-sided. She says, when you're being honest with yourself, you're being honest with me. Which is so Which is very sweet. And then we see, like, Keely's face kind of close up for the first time. And I was living for the subtle yellow and blue eyeshadow blend. (laughs) I was! Genuinely. You're like, give me that Fill the Future palette. (laughs) Give me that Fill the Future palette by ColourPop. (laughs) With you know the sh- they just made a high school musical one with the shade Debbie Berwick. <laughs> it's raisin shade. Ugh, and then, I don't remember what happened, but Tia goes down the hall shaking those pom poms. No, well Tia realizes she like had a lot of fun. Yeah, and now that um, they do a big group hug because you know you love a big group hug. Of course, because Lisa Simpson's like I love you guys and all that great stuff. And then Tia's like, you know what? This inspired me. They're like, what? To be a cheerleader? Because, like, that's all she's doing is, like, dancing with the pom-poms. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm finally going to tell my parents about my piercing. <laughs> queen. And they're like, good luck she's with queen that. For that. And that's how the episode ends. It's like a shot on Brenda's song. But she does walk down the hallway and be like, Eek! And guess what? That was actually Brenda's song's last Fill the Future episode. Stop. Really? Yeah. What a what a what a send off! I'm pretty sure that was her last episode because this is like the second. Yeah, this is I believe Brenda Song's last Fill the Future episode. So you okay, actually see also... the end of Tia and the end of Brenda Song's wow. career jumping into the air because she knows she's on to bigger and better things, baby. Uh, we also forgot to talk about the iconic little thing that the announcer does when Keely and her mom are talking, where he says, "Um, can we move all mother daughter conflicts <laughs> to the parking lot, please?" Which is so true. It's so funny. I love a good family argument in the parking lot. I've seen a couple. And I'm like, ooh. You love to see it. There was a family that, like, showed up late to their doctor's appointment at the doctor's office today. And the people were like, well, we don't know if they can see you because you're late. And they were, like, fighting. And then I got called back, so I don't know what happened. But I was invested. They're still there. Maybe. And then we get a weird tag scene. We finish off the episode with Pim and Debbie again. And Pim is sort of like, she starts kind of like saying that she feels bad. Yeah. And then Debbie's like, Pam, are you apologizing to me? And Pim says she doesn't know because she's never apologized to anybody. Oh, yeah. But first, wait, before we get too far, I want to go, I want to circle back with Tia. Yeah. What do we think she got pierced? Because it's not an ear. You think it's belly button? Be her belly button then. Yeah. The Disney Channel could never allude to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Tia, 
Tia's like, I'm finally going to tell my parents about my nipple rings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's why she didn't want to put on the cheerleading uniform because it was too tight and they're still healing. Tia. But... Debbie kind of like walks Pim through how to do an apology and Pim is like, I found this Oh bucket. yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I found this bucket handle on the ground and I want you to have it. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> and Debbie's like <gasps> And it then was we so ended funny. She's we like, fully ended the episode on a, sim- a scene with Pim and the mom and the mom's arms are like frozen in the butter churning position because right. we find out that what was it like 31 gallons of milk only yielded enough butter for one piece of toast? Which is like, is that true? The math ain't mathin' on that. I don't yeah. think so. There was a lot. Like 31 uh, gallons? For one toast? For one pat of butter, as they say? I don't think that's true. I'm sorry. But Pim asked her mom for like a bigger allowance and her mom says no. And then Pim, when she's like feeding her the toast, smears the butter all over her nose. There's like as and like obviously the mom doesn't notice. Well, the mom's like, "Do I have something on my nose?" And Pim is like, "No, mom, you're golden." Like, what's I gonna do? Good oh, no. one. And now like, you're that, gonna th- get. Now you're gonna get a dock on your allowance because you made her look a fool. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't even. There weren't. There weren't even picture phones in this time to take a picture. You're just well, doing her, it for your own pleasure. Lloyd just probably probably comes home and w- would like wipe it off and taste it and be like, "Mmm." <laughs> Right. That's some good butter. Um, that's some so, good butter. And that's some good Tia. Yeah. Yeah. I like Tia as a, I think she was very popular with the fans because I think Disney was going to invest in the Tia character a little bit more. Um, and, you know, it'll, and it would make, you know, the, the three friend group um, that every Disney Channel show loves to have. Of course. And I, I mean, I know that the... I feel like it's kind of hard to have a three friend group when the through plot line of two plot line when the through plot line of two of those characters is will they won't they because then the yeah. third character kind of doesn't really matter but isn't that what Lizzie McGuire was true hmm. makes you think I don't know I, I don't know that I think Tia could have been that if she had been around maybe a little bit longer but Miss Song was on to bigger and better things so now we gotta ask how did Brenda impact this episode and then you know set the stage for her next chapter well she set the stage by going out on a little pom-pom wave and a kick right but clearly I mean um, Brenda Song showed her impact through Phil of the Future by being the only that we can think of at least recurring guest character that got a wand ID yes which like is the imp- crazy like I can't think of any other show that had a recurring character that yeah wasn't until they were official cast member that they got to do one like Evan Peters doesn't have a wand ID I'm trying to think of other <laughs> I'm trying to think of other recurring characters in Disney Channel that were popular like when Brian Stepan I know Brian Stepanik eventually got one but when he was Arwen, but it wasn't he until he was one. Brian O'Brien, right? When he was technically a lead, so right, exactly. Brenda Song may be one of the only ones. I think so, and that's her impact. And that also they... shows you how much Disney Channel was like invested in her. Yeah. So, the impact knows no bounds. No Brenda bounds. No Brenda bounds. Um, but Beck actually wants to introduce a brand new segment to the yes. pod. 
Becca, take it away. I've been talking about this for a while. Hunter and I both love Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. <laughs> as you know. But Jamie Lee Curtis has done a lot of stuff. And it's but- probably very easy to tie Jamie Lee Curtis back to other celebrities. So... This is a new segment I like to call Six Degrees of JLC. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Would you like chill for a sec? So I've curated a couple of these throughout the month of September of song, like just different ties that Jamie Lee Curtis has to Brenda Song. But this one in particular might be an obvious one, maybe not. But Jamie Lee Curtis was in Scream Queens. She played Dean Munch. It's an amazing role. The first season is fantastic. Emma Roberts plays Chanel number one in Scream Queens. That is true. Emma Roberts dated Evan Peters for quite some time. (laughs) And Evan Peters was in Phil of the Future with none other than Brenda Song. (gasps) Wow. That's a good one. Um, I mean, another easy one to connect to Brenda Song would be Jamie Lee Curtis obviously starred in Freaky Friday Mm -hmm. with Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan starred in Get a Clue. With, with the one Brenda and only song. Brenda Song. Brenda Song. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, I bet you give me a celebrity and I can get you back to Jamie Lee Curtis. You're never too far away from JLC. No. No, you're never too far. Um, but <laughs> And you're also never too far for a Disney Channel lesson. So what's the lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is maybe it's best to just be there for your friends in the moment when they need them instead of trying to insert yourself into the situation. Yeah. That's for you, Phil, of the future, if that even is your real name. <laughs> um, my piece of advice was, if you want to apologize to someone, bring a bucket handle. Amen. Because I think they'll really love it. So that's my lesson. But, Becca, if people want to find your hidden piercing you haven't told your parents yet, like (laughs) Tia, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, TikTok at Becca's Records, YouTube at Becca Stogner, and you can check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast on social media. And if you want to follow me on all social medias, I am at Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter H Cameron Martin. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, you can follow us on all the social medias like Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast and you'll find us there. Um, rate and review us. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. We'd much Please. appreciate it. Um, yes. Give us five stars if you like on Spotify. Um, and follow us on all the social medias to interact with us. We love talking to you guys. We love hearing what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, what you want to hear more, um, what you never want to hear again, and what you want to hear like later on. And um, yeah, that's one of the coolest parts about this is forming a community, if you will. Um, but yeah, keep us up to date because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, y'all. And next week, September of Song continues. And we are getting into the real meat of it. We are getting into the role that Brenda Song really made a name for herself with. And if you don't already know, she was the queen of the lobby, as we were told. If you don't know who we're talking about, then you don't know Brenda Song. Very true. This is just 
it all culminates every Disney Channel star, guest star, recurring. It all, you all want to lead up to this. So we're going to tackle that next week. All right. It's going to be a sweet episode. <laughs> well, we always like to give away too many hints. But we, um, we it's not like you can't next. see it on our Instagram. If you look, you know. If you if you plan to watch along with the lineup, you can always catch in. But the hints are also fun. fun. Um, but until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buck your seatbelts. <laughs>